The coronavirus has certainly devastated economies around the world and disrupted our life in ways that were unimaginable just a few months ago. The world will never be the same, but at some point, industries will start coming back online and people will start traveling again. So today I'm joined by my good friend, Jacqueline Campbell, who came to Dubai in 1995 to work as Corporate Director of Sales and Marketing at Jebelali Hotel Group. In 2001, Jacqueline started her own business, The Travel Collection, to help assist bespoke and luxury hotels and travel companies grow their brand and increase their bookings from the GCC region. So hi Jacqueline, how are you? I'm good, Danielle. How are you doing? It's lovely to be able to be here on your podcast and excited to have a conversation with you about travel. Thank you so much. How are you? How are you managing these days? Well, you know what? It's really interesting because I'm actually getting more and more used to working at home and I'm not sure what it's going to be like going back to the office. In the beginning, I thought, oh my goodness, working from home, but I've got myself into quite a good routine. And interestingly, we are really quite busy, as I do believe that travel will come back. And I do believe that in this region, um, we will start to see travel happening for some people, I would say, end of July, mid to the end of July and into August. Oh, really? You feel that quickly? Well, you know, I do believe that because the airlines have started to announce their schedules. And I saw that Emirates have announced they're going to start flying to nine destinations. I think it's the 20th of May. Yeah, 21st of May, I think it is too. I think the nine destinations are Paris, Frankfurt, America, Australia, Sydney, Melbourne. So yeah, but it's repatriation flights though, right? Yes and no. The repatriation flights have been one way, but on these flights, they're full paying passengers as long as you adhere to the country's entry requirements. That's right. It's interesting to see that. And what we are starting to see as well, Danielle, is that from many of our partners, our hotels such as in Palace Murano in Italy, in Murano, um, which is about 90 minutes from Verona or about two hours from Venice, they're opening on the 20th of June. And one of what they're doing is when you check in, as it is a wellness resort, you will have a a COVID-19 test that they're starting to open. We have other properties like the Chedi Andamat. They've just opened, admittedly just at this present time, for the local domestic Swiss market. But they are hoping and, and forecasting, and I already see this, that business will, and they're getting inquiries for mid-July onwards, That's so interesting. Do you think these are mostly domestic flights that people are getting so from their own countries rather than international? Well, they've already got inquiries from the GCC region. Um, And I think that's because what I'm starting to see, Daniela, is that with social, what we are all now inducted into social media, people are looking probably not so much into the cities, but up into the mountains like our property, Giardino Scona, or the Chedi Andamat, or in Thailand, uh, a property in Phuket, um, in Ala. Some of these properties, they've got villas, or some of our properties, Belmont, I mean, got beautiful property, private villa, two-bedroomed in Caruso on the, on the Amalfi Coast. So villas seem to be 
quite popular because they can use it as a base and then enjoy the countryside and there's not the crowds and the people. So they're still adhering to the social distancing and being able to have a holiday in a different destination and enjoy the cooler weather and time away from being inside the house, which we've all been for, I can't remember how many weeks, is it five, six, seven? I can't remember. I think we're past eight in our house, but <laughs> but, but that's that's so true because I mean I, I just created a video the other day of my unique family travels top tips of how to travel post COVID, and I'm saying go to isolated areas, go on safaris, or go to wide open spaces, rent private villas or very you know boutique hotels where you know there's a limited amount of people. So you can still have the social distancing, but actually feel like you're being personally looked after for your own peace of mind and hygiene reasons. And I think very much that I was talking to one of our partners, Resplen and Salon in Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka has had very few cases and they have, um, as one of their gorgeous uh, properties is the tea trails. And you can get there by your own private seaplane. You get there, some of the bungalows were between five and six bedrooms, so you can take it out exclusively. And there you are in the beautiful part of Sri Lanka, up in the, the tea plantations, got your lake to do your kayaking and some of your sports. You can go walking through the tea plantations. You can learn about tea. So I think it's a, a mixture of having the space, having some sort of fresh air, having your friends around you, and also having an experience that you can remember and come back and tell. Absolutely. I actually booked a client to there at the end of last year because they wanted to go hiking and mountain biking. And it was just the perfect location that we could find close to Dubai that was just easy for them to get to and be outdoors in nature. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there when you said close by. I do believe destinations like Sri Lanka, like Maldives, Seychelles, even to some degree Phuket, you know, it's not a long flight. A lot of these hotels, resorts have the space, have the villas and give you something different. And, and particularly at that time in the year of when you're looking July and August are very children focused as well. So that yeah. with the children, as we were talking earlier, with the children being at home so much, they want to be able to run around outside and they want to be able to have some of their own adventures as well and be looked after with a different environment around them. Sri Lanka is a perfect place. I mean, you know, I took the family last year and we did a road trip. And the beauty was, especially with that brand, they have three properties. So you can go from Cape Welligama over to Wild Coast Tented Lodge and then up to the mountains and have a good 10-day, two-week holiday. And I think that's also another thing that we're starting to see is that in the past many of the travellers from this region would go from one city to another city to another country, perhaps. And I think a little bit what I'm seeing is that people want to go somewhere and just use it as a base. So they'll go away and may stay at one place for 10 days, two weeks, two and a half weeks, instead of staying somewhere for five days, moving on to another place for five days, moving on somewhere else. So I think what we're also starting to see is the slightly different change to travel patterns. Um, and I think what we might see as the confidence builds in 
when somebody tells you, oh, I've just come back from a great, you know, week stay in the Maldives or a week stay in Sri Lanka or Thailand, they might think, hmm, gosh, you know, my friend went, she's come back, all's good. Let us think about it for September or the October half term. Exactly. So I think it'll be like a ball effect. It'll generate more interest as the first few travelers do um, start exploring and getting on flights again and, and exploring the world. I think that as definitely, as I said before, their time that they spend, I think the, the region's travelers that they spend in, in big cities might be slightly less, or they'll use it as perhaps just a day excursion or a night because of flights and, and that. My view is that they'll use it as a base, particularly over in the beginning in July and August. And I also think that until we're exactly clear of what each country's border requirements are for visitors coming in, that'll also make a big difference. Absolutely. Staying on the flight side of things, they're saying that there could be a four-hour process going through the airport from literally getting into the airport, going to the gate and onto the plane. How do you think this will impact the psyche of the traveller? I don't think to a degree it will change too much. And the reason I say that, Daniela, is because at some periods during travel, particularly from Dubai Airport in the summer when they are so busy, you've had to go three hours before because you've got families traveling, particularly at the peak summer period as of last year and um, they, you've had to be there three hours before between the volume of just getting through passport control, immigration, and all of that. So I think in some ways it is there, but I think because the facilities of many of the airports are, and again, depends on the airport, but are really good, you know, you might decide to go think, well, I can go and have my lunch and dinner there while I'm passing the time. Yeah. I think for leisure travellers, it won't be so bad. I think the business travellers, when time is more important, that could affect it. Sorry. I agree. I mean, going away with my family, I like to be there on time. I like to give myself the time to, you know, let the children relax, have something to eat. But I know a lot of my clients and my friends who travel, they're very lax in the way that they're Emirates Gold or Platinum card holders. So they just swan up an hour and a half before the flight takes off. But they're the people I feel that are really going to have to change their mindset because there is going to be, you know, certain rigmarole that you have to go through now. It's not just going to be swan in and get on the plane. So I think those people are going to definitely have to change their mindsets. What I have heard is that some countries may ask for an immunity passport. Yes. Now, that could be you go and have your COVID-19 test and your results come through and you're negative and therefore you get a little document or piece of paper. And then on arrival in the, the various country, you show that as almost like an inoculation. You know, some places in South Africa, you need yellow fever. You have to show them if you're going to more on the safaris in certain places. So it may be something like that that we also have to show. That means that perhaps the time at the airport is not as long and you use the time beforehand. I would presume that they would need it, say, I don't know, three to five days 
they need to give you time to get the results back. But I would say to be taken, say, five days before you depart. So that may change some of it on the amount of time that you actually have at the airport. That also brings peace of mind, right, to the traveller, because if we have to do that, I feel more comfortable in an airport. I feel more comfortable on the plane. So I think that's actually a positive. Absolutely. And I think if I know that everybody's the same as me and we've all had that, you're right what you said. It, it does give everybody the confidence. So I think that is, is perhaps one of the ways going down because some countries doing the 14-day quarantine on arrival, you've got more years to be able to travel. I'd rather wait. So it'll be <laughs> countries where there's not that in place because when you get there and if you're away for, say, three weeks, 21 days, you're not going to spend 14 of it sitting in a room you might as well just stay at home. So I think that where travellers are going to go depends very much on this because I understand why countries are doing it. But for travel, it's certainly going to hinder that country until they do open their borders completely and welcome the visitors coming in. And do you think airlines are going to slash their prices to encourage more bookings? Or do you think they're just going to stay the same, especially from this region in the GCC? Well, I heard in the beginning that the airlines were going to have to do social distancing and leave empty seats. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard any more about it. And looking at domestic travel in countries that have started to fly, they really haven't left too many empty seats. So if they do have to leave empty seats, then I do foresee that there could be a slight chance of increasing. The situation goes, if they increase it too much, then you're not going to have any travellers travelling at all. So I think it's a fine balance as to how much they can charge to still get the volume to make it profitable for the airlines as well to fly that route. So I think that's a fine balance, that which I'm sure Emirates and Etihad and all these other great airlines in the region have amazing revenue departments who try to find that key balance, right price for getting the volume to be able to make it a destination which is popular, particularly if they're going to be flying two or three flights a day. I think it's important that they will do that going forward. Even though we were advised that the airlines are like Emirates are, are flying, nothing was really, unless I didn't see it, was, was highlighted what is going to happen on the plane. Yeah. Okay. Now going into your hotel partners, the brands that you work with, have any of them actioned anything to encourage people to book with them? And if so, what safety measures have they put in place? Has Is it lower occupancy? Good question. And it, it really does vary between each of our partners. So places that are villas are ideal because they've all been fully cleaned and sanitized Many of our properties have written procedures and protocols that need to be done. I think temperatures will be taken on arrival. For many of our properties, they know that particularly in the first few months, occupancy will be lower. So they will be looking at making sure that you're not next to a guest. There's probably more space between the guests. There certainly won't be any buffets. Everything will be a la carte. The table distance will be a little further apart. So I think each of them have put in place a lot of procedures to ensure that the customer 
feels comfortable. It adheres to what the country's tourism authorities have advised them to do as well. Because at the end of the day, it's not only for the guests, but it's also for the hotel and the hotel personnel that everybody feels safe and secure. A lot of them have done during this period, you know, intense cleaning and sanitation and have got procedures in place for when the hotel does open. And I think that we will see a lot more of these hand sanitizers everywhere. You know, in your in your bathroom, you get at the moment, you get the shampoo, you get the conditioner and you get body lotion and soap and shower gel. And I think you'll be getting a bottle of hand sanitizer in there as well. I think that's going to be the new norm now. Absolutely. Good business to be in. <laughs> these wet wipes, all these antibacterial wet wipes, I think they wouldn't, you know, used to get a fruit basket, you might be getting a packet of antibacterial wet wipes. I'm only joking, I'm sure that they will be there. But these are some of the things that I think will definitely be in place in all of the hotels. And I think what many of our hotels are also doing, they understand that this market is going to be very last minute, you know, to make up your mind. So I think flexible cancellation periods is also something that the properties, that our properties have become very conscious. So I think it's two levels. I think it's feeling safe within the property through the, the cleanliness um, and the the new regime that, that, that we're all having to adhere to, but also the flexibility of can I change my mind last minute because we do tend to be a last-minute booking country or, or region. So people want to have that flexibility to change their mind they suddenly get nervous before they travel. I'm so pleased you actually touched on that because one of the main points that I'm giving to my clients is saying to them that the properties that I work with are happy to be flexible with refunds. And I'm very fortunate that all the holidays I had to cancel at the beginning of the year, all of my hotel partners gave a full refund. And I feel that due to the rise in the internet booking engines with online travel agencies, it really did hit the traditional travel agent industry quite hard. But the trouble with many travellers is that they were booking their own holidays and they were finding it difficult to get refunds back. They weren't going through agencies like myself. And they're the people that when I've spoken to them post during the COVID issue, they've said to me, did you manage to get your client's full refunds. And I said, absolutely. That's what my partners do. They look after my clients and they've said, well, you know, we booked it privately and we never Mm -hmm. got any deposits back or refunds and they're not willing to work with us. And I was going to ask you if you feel that now this is going to be a really good time for companies and specialists like myself to actually really generate more bookings because we have that system in place with the partners a hundred percent and you and and many of the other travel professionals and designers that I know in the the region have all shared and echoed something very similar to you I even know personal friends who have been frustrated that they've booked through some of these online platforms that they were so used to and only got half their money back or didn't get the money back at all, I couldn't speak to anyone. And a number of clients have even phoned agents that they do use and said, could you help us? And it's put the agents in a difficult, some have said, well, you didn't book through us. So, you know, it's difficult for us. And the hotel partners have said, well, we'll support 
our professionals who did book with us directly. And of course, they'll be the first ones to get their money back because we, we value them for later in time. So I definitely think it's made the consumer feel more comfortable that working through a travel designer like yourself, who has the connections and the relationship and most importantly, the knowledge to be able to fill your client's ideal travel requirements, then I think people should and will consider more to come to you than to go back to the online. Because online, when we see more and more situations changing, they need to talk to somebody and reach out and get to them straight away than just talking to a telephone that says, please press one, you'll be put through to a voicemail, and then you never get here back here from anybody. That's true. I have to be honest, I was so impressed with Emirates Airlines over this whole situation because you could call to make a booking cancellation, but it would take so long. However, online, they had a very simple procedure. You clicked on a button, you said you wanted to cancel it, and it was a refund. I was going earlier this year on a cruise, and I booked my flight to the UK where I was leaving from. And I think I only lost about 200 dirhams cancellation fee. But I found that it was such a simple procedure with Emirates. But everybody else, whether it be hotels or any other booking agents, they've not been able to get through to anybody at all. And they've just had to say, you know, write it off because we can't speak to anybody. They don't reply to my emails. But that's, I would say, due to the the amount of people trying to call and contact them and cancel, right? Yes and no. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's happened to me in the past that when something and I needed to change it, you just don't talk to anyone and the system doesn't allow you to do it as much. So unless you know somebody within that online platform to try and get a change, it's really, really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now that we've experienced this change and it's happened so suddenly and quickly, I think we rightly said before, there is no norm. Things are different. So by having a person having a a travel designer or a a travel professional that they know and trust and they can pick up the call and have their mobile number and saying, Danielle, can you help me? Because I've now had to change this way. And my best friend said that she had a great time in Sri Lanka or Maldives or Thailand or Switzerland or Austria. Can you help me change it? You know what is the best options, you know where to go, what the type of properties, and you can do it straight away. To try and spend all this time to make a change and then you want to go somewhere else, it's it's really is very, very difficult. Absolutely. So I think we will see this. And I must just echo Emirates as well. Well done to Emirates because I I was supposed to be on my way to the States and literally had to change. And they've given me, they said to me, if I want to hold it, which I have, and I've got two years, I think, to use it. And they'll guarantee me to take me. So um, I've been very impressed with them as well. I really have. I think I got my refund within three weeks, which with the amount of people that have flights from this region, I was I was very impressed. But just going back to what you were saying about the services we offer at Unique Family Travel, I feel that it's also the clients are paying for pure peace of mind because we will look after everything for them, like you say. However, just to know that you've got somebody on the other line, that is so easy. I mean, that's what people want now. They want that security. They want someone holding their hands. They want the confidence. So I really feel this is 
I hope that people start using companies like myself just that we're there to hold their hand and make their whole holiday and journey more comfortable. I couldn't agree with you more. And Unique Family Travels is also so special because you have done so much research in knowing what type of resort, what type of property experience that your travelers want. And that is worth thousands because you can go on holiday and you've chosen, if you example, a couple chosen a hotel that's right in the middle of a, a children's play area or a play park that is just a nightmare and just completely spoils it. So by the, the amount of research, knowledge, um, understanding um, all these different nuances that the different hotels and resorts and destinations have, and you have extensive travel knowledge, this is so valuable because we might only get one or two holidays a year, but we want to make sure that it's incredible. And by using services such as Unique Family Travels, you spend a lot of time researching, understanding, so that when they come back, they're desperate to travel again. And I think that's what makes you so very special and your company. You're very sweet. <laughs> You're very sweet. It's also, as you say, it's, it's experience. I think the best person to organize your holiday is somebody who's experienced it. And I've experienced it from going as a couple and then as a family of five. Um, and having kids all different ages, you really need to understand that property, like you say. And for me, whenever I have gone to a property, I've looked at it from a family angle, or I've looked at it from just a couple who, I can say I can be quite fussy in a property. I know what I want, hence why I only work with luxury properties, because I want to be able to leave my home and have the most relaxing time and everything there for me. I want peace of mind. I want to be able to have the best food, the best service. And to me, that's what I want to give to my clients because I've done it for so long. I want them to, well, they do trust me, hence why I get bookings. But I really feel that there's nothing more wonderful than giving a client something that you've experienced yourself. A hundred percent. And I always say that that's the same as the travel collection. Every property every travel partner whether it's a cruise company or it's our junior and team camps well whatever our partners that we work with it's not just the hotel or, or the product it's what's around it and I think you can only sell if you've seen experienced and in your case as well Daniel you've got children and you know what they need and and if it's just a what a proper children's club is and as you rightly said, when you're traveling with yourself or with your girlfriends, it's very different than traveling with the children or your husband. So I think it's important that whoever you use for your travel, that they do understand the type of travel and who you're going with and your requirements that you are really looking for. And I always think, say to any traveler, do share your do's and don'ts in advance, because that can make a big difference to the travel professional and designer in being able to help you fit you with the right property, the right destination, and give you the right enjoyment level that you want to have when you're out there traveling and exploring the world. Exactly. I've been so blown away by what you guys have been doing. I mean, you've had so many webinars for all the properties that you work with, and you've 
you've shown so much creativity in this time. And, you know, when there is something bad that happens, it does also bring opportunities. You have really showcased how during a crisis, you can still be in touch with travel. And I've joined quite a few of your webinars and they've been so creative with new properties and, you know, whether it be on a retreat or learning about new destinations. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the webinars you've done? Well, thank you very much. That's very sweet of you. Yes, we've been delighted. We thought this is an opportunity as a lot of the travel professionals are working from home and have a little bit more time to do a bit more in-depth presentation because I'm sure as you understand that sometimes when we go into their offices, there's a lot happening and this way that they have the time to focus on it. So we've had our beautiful new, um, it's a new um, island, Fari Island, Patina Maldives is a new brand opening um, at the end of the year. So we had Patina Maldives, we had our gorgeous three properties in Splendid Salon in Sri Lanka, which is Tea Trails, the Wild Coast Tented Lodge in Cape Willagama. We did Belmont, went all the way to Russia, to St. Petersburg, which I think is a, a wonderful city, Belmont Grand Hotel Europe. And then we also went to Italy and did all the gorgeous Italian collection from Belmont. And what makes them so special is that a number of their properties, whether it be the Hotel Cipriani or the Hotel Caruso on the Romalfi Close or the Hotel Splendido in Portofino or in Sicily, that many of them have private villas and garden and space to explore as well. We also had our properties, the Chedi Andamat in Switzerland, and not forgetting our wellness properties. We did Ananda in the Himalayas and Shivasan in Thailand. So, And also we've done our cruise company, Crystal, who not only have their um, cruise ships, but they also do river cruises, yachts, and expedition. So it's been a real blend of around the world, highlighting and showcasing different styles of, of travel and properties from wellness, which I think is, is, is growing. A lot of people are, are needing time to have meditation and detoxing. I think particularly at the moment, many people are saying that they're, they're baking a lot, they're uh, munching a lot, <laughs> and therefore I think our, our wellness properties, whether it be Palace Murano, Shivasan, Ananda, um, Jardina, Skona, all needing to be busy with weight loss programs. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I've never been in my kitchen as much as I have during this time, baking for my children. So I will be at one of those wellness centers straight away. And I'm so pleased you mentioned Patina because I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't know whether we were announcing it yet, but that was such an insightful webinar. You know how much I love the Maldives, but this property is so exciting what they have. It's unique. Obviously, I'll let you explain it, but on three islands. But I feel that this is something that the really savvy, um, sustainable, maybe quite funky traveler will be wanting to go to this property. It's a very, very different concept for Capella because Capella is more their traditional luxury, such as properties such as Capella Singapore, Breidenbachhof in Dusseldorf, you've got Capella in Ubud in Bali. Um, and now this is all about lifestyle. So it's very trendy, a little bit minimalistic. It's all about sustainability. It's about art. What makes it so unique is these three islands, one is going to be a Patina Maldives, the other one's a Ritz-Carlton Maldives, and the other one's Capella Maldives. 
but they'll be able to share each other's dining and some of the water sports have a central marina. So it's going to give the Maldives a very different flair in a speedboat experience only from Mali. So I think it will be a, a very different type of concept. They're focusing a lot on art. And they're also focusing a lot on well-being. So you go everything from your plant-based restaurants right the way through to a food truck where you can go and enjoy a hamburger. I also think that the children's facilities, such as the education part of it, the extent of the facilities is a lot more because I think they're, they're realizing that these days children don't just want to be sitting in a room. They actually want to learn something and come back and share it as well. So I think that's going to be, it's going to have its own kitchen as well for the children to do cooking classes. So I think a lot of that makes it so unique and very, very different. So we're able to share more with you and perhaps do another podcast on it towards the end of the year when it starts to really get finalized and just before it begins to open. Absolutely. And that is one property I am extremely excited for. (laughs) (laughs) So what other marketing activities have your brands actually put into place? Apart from obviously saying about the villas and that they have space, how are they marketing themselves in this region? Because now it is going to be more than ever, I would say, competitive to try and get a smaller audience to their property. So how are they, I would say, going outside of their realm, a little bit outside of the box thinking to try and entice tourism? I think at this present stage, it's a fine balance of being able to promote their resorts or their properties until some of the countries have actually known what they need to do and when they are being allowed to welcome international visitors. So at this present time, a lot of them are now focusing on the local and the domestic market. But I think what many of them have started, what many of our resorts and hotels have started to do is be a little bit more creative. They're using a lot through social media. So I'll give you an example. Our property, Shivasan in Thailand, they're doing online consultations. So you can talk to the advisor. You can make an appointment for the advisor. They give you one complimentary then treatment. You'll either have an exercise. It could be a physiotherapy. It could be with one of our specialist consultants. And if you wish to carry that on, then there's a small fee. So it's almost like you've been at Shivasan, but from your home. Now that's perfect. (laughs) So some of our other properties are doing um, Belmont, for instance, where they have Belmont Le Manoir, which is in Oxfordshire, and it's the the chef is Raymond Blanc. So he's been doing online cooking classes that you can go and join. So I think they're in in a very sort of subtle way trying to share their experiences and entice the traveler to come and enjoy more of it when you come to the property. So doing flavors of what they do. Ananda in the Himalayas is doing at six o'clock, you can register and they're doing online meditation and yoga for an hour. So using Zoom, so you can join their class and you can do meditation and yoga for an hour in the evenings. So they're trying to bring a flavor or a touch of their resort or their property into the traveler's homes. 
And I think that's a way of enticing them in a, in a subtle way. I mean, Belmont's done, they've created things like music. They've created different forms of music, a relaxation music and a little guide. So you can log on and download that and listen to that when you're busy working at home with Zen music. And they've worked with the London Philharmonic Orchestra as well. So you can have a bit of that. And if you enjoy it, you can perhaps go on one of their amazing journeys with Belmont to some of the destinations where they're doing these activities. It's amazing how creative we can be when we have to, right? (laughs) Do you know what you think it is as well, Danielle? I think because we've had time, it opens up for us to do thinking. And before, I think we've lived such busy lives, we haven't had time to think. Absolutely. We don't digest what we actually need to do because we're just kind of on an autopilot. So you're, you're right. We're now actually taking time to sit, to think, to look inwards and actually come up with more answers. That's very true. And I think as well, what people are starting to do is people are realizing, I think in the past for travel, you'd go to Europe or or many travelers from this region say would go to Paris and to London and to Munich and to places like that, Barcelona. Then they're suddenly realizing and hearing about Lisbon. Oh, Madeira. That sounds interesting. Let's go up to Innsbruck and Seafield up in Austria. We've done Salzburg and Zelensee. Let's try somewhere new. Let's go to Bhutan. So suddenly the world is becoming, for a lot of us, wider because we're seeing more on it. We may be seeing documentaries, we may be seeing some more on social media and then realizing, wow, this is fantastic. So I think this time we've had more time to perhaps re-digest and absorb and think, let's try something new and different for, like you said before, a safari, which has not been as popular as probably other destinations. Let's try it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I I do feel that we will all be traveling again very soon. So now is the time to just relax, enjoy, take as many travel courses or courses from these hotels as we can, take time out read a book, cook, eat and enjoy because as soon as the travel ban restrictions have been lifted, the pedal's going to be pushed down and we're going to be back on speed mode again. (laughs) I do agree with you. I think this is the time to, to digest and enjoy it. Try new hobbies or do something different. Um, I I understand a lot more people are cooking or gardening and spending time reading and all these things that we perhaps haven't had time in in the past for so yes it's and I I do believe travel will come back and as again I I recommend to all your listeners that certainly please you know the travel professional are so well educated and so knowledgeable please use them please go to Danielle and Unique Family Travels so that she can share her knowledge and give you the best travel itinerary and experience that you can enjoy. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline. <laughs> that is the way forward to all your listeners your as well. sweetheart. And thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You're so knowledgeable and you're the one person I wanted on this show that could really let our listeners understand more about the travel industry and where to travel as a whole. So I really appreciate your time and thank you for joining us. 
Thank you very much and wishing you all the very best. Thank you to happy travels. Much love. Thank you.